Welcome to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back aboard the Streamboat, the new and improved Streamboat. <laughs> the new look, new design. Yeah. But still here to talk about movies. We are still here every week to dredge the bottom of the Netflix stream and see if we can hoist up a hidden gem. We are. That's what we do. It's what we've been doing for a long time now. And this week we have hoisted up a movie called The Humans. The Humans was released in 2021. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 48 minutes and is currently rated at 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. 6.2. Not as high as I would have expected. And that's not necessarily my view. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. But, and we'll come to what we thought of it as we go through, but I can see this movie being critically acclaimed. This is a, a movie for movie people. And... So I'm a bit surprised that the IMDb rating is, which is still a good rating. It's still a good rating, it is. But it's similar to a couple of movies we've already had this season, I think. Yes, I think it is. And that surprises me. Okay, fair. Now, this movie stars a guy called Richard Jenkins. He plays a character called Eric. He is the father of this family. Um, he's been in loads of stuff. You would have seen Richard Jenkins about. He usually plays people's dads. He, does, he certainly does. <laughs> he plays... Including in this movie. Yeah, in this movie, he plays Jeffrey Dahmer's dad in Dharma Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um, he's the dad in Step Brothers. He got an Oscar nomination a few years ago for uh-huh. The Shape of Water. Yes. Which is a wonderful movie. Uh, probably most famous is in Eat Pray, Lo- Eat, Pray, Love. That's probably the biggest film he's done. Um, and he also got a nomination, an Oscar nomination for a film called The Visitor. So he's had two Oscar nominations, Richard Jenkins. Also stars a lady called Jane Howdyshell. She plays Deirdre. She most recently, probably most famous for Only Murders in the Building. Sure. Um, she's in that, or she was in that. Um, she's also in Little Women. Yeah. But I think she's most she's mostly a Broadway actress. She does a lot of... She's like, a proper actor. She's a proper New York Broadway star, yeah. I think. She actually won a Tony Award, in um, which is the Broadway version of the Oscars. Yeah. For what? For, for playing the character that she plays in this movie in the play version of The Humans. Amazing. So The Humans is based on a play. The movie is based on the play, Broadway show. Um, yeah, and she, she played the same character she plays in the movie on the stage and won a Tony for it. Yeah, she plays the mum of the family. She does indeed. Uh, the, the remaining cast are Amy Schumer, Bernie Feldstein, Stephen Yun, and June Squibb. Yeah. Second appearance on the show for Squibby. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, she also has an Oscar nomination. Yeah. So she's 94 years old. Incredible. Squib. She has to be the oldest person we've ever had I on the show. I think so. Um, Even older than Michael Douglas. Yeah. Just, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's 94 years young. We saw her in Would You Rather. Would You Rather. She got murdered quite early on yeah. in Would You Rather, didn't she? Which I think was a few years old, Would You Rather. I, yeah, I believe it is. This is only two years old, so she would have been 92 when she made this yeah. movie. She isn't very active in it she doesn't have a lot of lines but she's she, in it she doesn't have a lot of lines but it is an important role yes for the story because there's Definitely. well they all are there's only six yeah there's well, only six people uh, arguably it. maybe five of six are important roles but we'll oh okay we'll, we'll come, come to, to that, that. Uh, this movie was written and directed by Stephen Caram um, who also wrote and directed the play so he wrote the play he made the play put the play onto Broadway so that's really interesting isn't it mm. You he wrote the play he directed it on Broadway for many years yeah. And he, he's got the chance, you yeah. know, obviously yeah. critically acclaimed, award-winning play. Yeah. And then the offer comes, do you want to do that as a movie? Yeah. He wrote the screenplay for the movie and then directed the movie yeah. as well. Which I 
it's crazy to me that you can be that talented to do both things. <laughs> he also had a Tony nomination for The Humans as well. For okay. I, I think it was Best Debut Director and Performance or something. So yeah, it's a, it's a highly acclaimed play. And I think I can see that. I think I can see why it's you a can tell this is a play. this is a play. Yes, this is six people in one setting. Yeah, yeah. The movie's the same. This is this this whole movie is set in an apartment in New York, a rundown, dreary apartment on Thanksgiving night in New mm. York with one family. So you've got Richard Jenkins as the dad, Deirdre as the mother, Bernie Fiedlerstein, whatever her name is, she plays the daughter, Bridget, Bridget, who has just moved in with her boyfriend, Rich, Rich, who is played by Stephen Yun. And the, her sister is played by Amy Schumer. Amy. Amy. And her original name there. That's because she's not very good at remembering. And then June Squibb plays the <laughs> June Squibb plays the grandma of the family. Yeah. So, And that's it. That's all you've got in this So they're together this. helping Bridget and Rich move, move into in this apartment. On Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. And they stay for Thanksgiving dinner that night. And yeah. that is the premise. And this whole movie is that. There's or no, is it? There's no, I couldn't say that a lot. <laughs> or is it? But what I'm saying is there's no extras. There's no side no, characters. That... There's literally nothing else. There's there's one cleaner walks past the door at one point towards the end. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So, yeah, it's... it's which makes it quite difficult for us. <laughs> because I this is the least amount of notes I've ever written on a movie. At one point, I was thinking, I haven't written anything for ages. <laughs> but... It's dialogue heavy. Uh, things happen There's, without things happening. Though. Yes. We're um, basically, we're, we're indulging in everybody's got their own little dramas going on in their lives. Yeah. And they're not necessarily the closest of families and they're all coming back, getting together and all these little dramas are coming out and being exposed in front of the rest of the family. Secrets and... Yeah. Well, how well do we really know our family? Exactly. Do you have a one word review, Nick? Uh, theatrical. Theatrical. I like it. Yeah, you can you can 100% see where this is as a play. 100%. Where does the movie start? We get some proper credits and we focus on a narrow patch of sky. We do. Betwixt buildings. <laughs> Betwixt. Nice. As, as, as if we are we are on the on the in the courtyard. Yes. Looking basically. up. Yeah. Between skyscrapers. Yes. And then we cut to a man alone in a room. Is my first note. An empty flat. Yep. Uh, and he looks at the bad wo- bad walls. Yeah. Put. It's very run down apartment. They've only just moved in. They've got no furniture. Yeah. Um, they they basically got nothing in there. There's a there's, few camping chairs and a table. Paint and, peeling. Yeah. Walls sort of bubbling. Water and pouring down some of the walls. Lots of house noises. Look, you know the New York style apartments. There's exposed pipe works. There's the electrics don't work. And uh, let's get this out of the way because I think it's quite lazy. Wow, okay. Analysis. Straight out of the way. Okay. But I think it has to be said the the apartment's a character in this. A hundred percent. Movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You, you, the, 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 to be the fair. The oppressiveness and the Yeah, and the grimness and the bleakness the, of it. The, the, and we spend a lot of time with this apartment, but even when they're not in there's no characters in it. There's a lots of like Shots of the walls. And so shots there's of the lots of time where we will hear a conversation going on between two yeah. or more members of this family, and all we're looking at is uh, a frosted glass window. Yeah, or bubbling paint on the wall, or pipes. We're looking, there's the one point pipes. where where it seems for minutes all you're looking at is a pigeon feather on a windowsill. Yeah, they go back to that pigeon feather quite a lot. <laughs> and I, I, I'll say it straight away. I 
I was really this film made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it's, it's the 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 level of ominousness. It really feels like it's building to something ominous that's going to happen all the way. Really, through. really sense of dread throughout this movie. Yeah. Is this a horror movie? I I think you could say. I think some people would agree. I think some people would say yes. Yeah, because it has that sense of foreboding all the way through. It doesn't necessarily pay off it's, it's a drama that uses horror tropes. tricks yes it does horror. that's a good there's point. a lot of jump scares in this yeah there's even yeah there's one jump scare proper got me as well because i wasn't you don't expect jump scares the, in a non-horror movie but there's a jump scares in it the forebodingness of this is all the way through isn't yeah it? and then there's really there's, 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 almost, there's almost a reveal at the end and that's that's quite bleak and it's it's a difficult movie to watch but you don't really understand why it's difficult to watch because all you are watching is a family having Thanksgiving dinner together. Yeah. Um, but let's get through it and we'll uh, we'll uh, pick it apart as we go. So it starts off with Richard Jenkins alone in the room. He's examining this flat. And then the rest of the people show up. Um, the rest of the family arrive. They've had trouble getting grandma up the lift, I think. And yeah. They can't, car- she doesn't carrying... fit down the corridor. The wheelchair doesn't fit down Yeah, they're the carrying armfuls of groceries and yeah. suitcases and... Yeah. yeah random stuff as they move in yeah um the mum of the family Deirdre she almost falls through a chair at one point she yeah. sits down in the chair and the chair collapses underneath her um there's a whole sequence of them navigating the grandma in and into out of, the, of the bathroom because she doesn't fit because the wheelchair she's in a the, wheelchair the apartment's so narrow turn, and so, yeah they so, have to open the cupboard door to get the wheelchair in and yeah so her son the, d- the dad of the sisters he has to walk off screen and then back into screen to approach from a different way they have to shut a door so that they can yeah. maneuver the wheelchair and we see the whole thing it's yeah like, it goes on for ages it's... and it's like you see it several times with this movie you're just like life's really fucking difficult isn't it sometimes <laughs> yeah that, I think that's it's... a great point of this movie as well it's like life is hard yeah that's basically what this movie's about so like every one of them's got a different thing in their life that they're struggling with all, they're trying, all this lady wants to do is go to the toilet and yeah. it's a absolute military operation to get that <laughs> for, for like five people yeah. to do yeah it is difficult um richard jenkins the, the dad eric he spots somebody outside um it, which is quite foreboding as well because it's just a shadowy through a frosty glass yeah. window uh, we didn't ever find out who it is it's just a well, bridget just says oh it's, just, it's probably the, the super. super or the super's wife yeah. or whoever um my note here says this appears to be a movie about a family helping a daughter move into an apartment with a boyfriend which is exactly what's happening that's the point where i kind of got it i think um, and she's got them all pictures. She's given them all a gift because I wasn't aware that it was Thanksgiving at this point either. There's no, no decorations up or anything. But Bridget, the girl who is moving in with her boyfriend, gives her the rest of the family a gift, and it's just a it's a framed photo of them all together in yeah. happier times or happy times. And it's basically a thank you for helping me move in. Um, her dad makes it quite clear that he's not happy that she's moved to Manhattan. Um, they all live in Scranton. They all live in Scranton. They do. <laughs> he's like, why? Why funny. do you want to come and live in this? He hates city. city. He hates he's, New York, and he says at one point he grew up. He's grown up his whole life in New York, but he never went to Manhattan until he yeah. was like, till he had kids. Um, but yeah, he's not happy that she's moved there. He was, why would you not? Ha- I think she'd moved from New Jersey, and he was like, why have you not stayed there? And then the camera sort of focuses on some what I've just described as old paintings. Yeah, which I think have left. I presume left there. Left from there from previous. the previous. I assume so. And we come back to these a few times, and it's just again, it's just an, a horror sort of. They're creepy hmm. old paintings of yeah, ye old people, and it's <laughs> it, it's 
it's again it's just a horror trope it is yeah there's loads of horror just to add to the uncomfortableness of this really they're quite a religious family as well they start singing i've written here they sing jesus songs at grandma because they all start singing like hymns and stuff and the flat's on two stories so you come in on the upstairs level and then you go down a spiral staircase to the dining room lounge area but obviously they can't get grandma down the spiral staircase because She's in a wheelchair. She's not yeah. going down the spiral staircase. So they have to take her back out the front door, find an elevator, yeah. go down a level, come back in again. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a whole operation just to do that. Um, Richard, meanwhile, is prepping dinner. This is Stephen Young's character. He's like the chef, I guess. He's cooking dinner. He's the new boyfriend. He's just meeting all these people. I d- no, d- not for the first time. I don't think it's the first time. No. Um, but, it's, but he wants it's to make an impression because yeah. it's the first day in the new, new flat. Oh, it's so. definitely the, an early point of their yeah. relationship, I think. Um, and he's having like idle chit-chat with Eric, the dad. And they've both been having weird dreams. So they discuss their weird dreams with each other. The, not the detailers. Yeah, no, not but, yet. But yeah. they, they do discuss that. Um, and <laughs> my next note says, Eric drops his drink when he's distracted by a wall. So he's, he's kind of looking at a wall. Yeah, so ju- just there's a bit before that where he... he Eric. There's going to be lots of points he, where you've written stuff and I haven't. Yeah, because cause he just, he notices the plumbing. Yeah. And he follows it. That's basically what, yeah. He just he, walks up and down the corridor and it's clanging and banging and yeah. being, it's a creepy old uh, apartment. And there's one particular wall that's got a lot of bubbling paint on. Uh, there's a lot of water behind the wall, I guess. And, and there's a lot of depressing conversations going on. So again, same, similarly, we'll have caught different things because it's very much, it's done as just like, you hear snatches of conversation. Yeah. You, you, you know, weave in and out, depending on who's talking to who. And and at one point, Eric's talking about how it's it's too expensive to be alive. Yeah. Like, you know, we have to care for grandma. We've got yeah. our jobs. We've got a house. Our lake house needs repairing. And yeah. Just, every, they're just having bleak. a difficult time. Yeah. Um, Amy, at this point, then reveals that she has lost her job. Oh, she's, she's at risk of losing. She's her at job. risk of losing her yeah. job. She's going to lose a job, or she's been told she's going to lose a job. Uh, basically, because she's ill, she's been. This is Amy Schumer's character, who yeah. is also called Amy. Um, she's been ill. So there's something really, wrong with her. So she got diver, diverticulitis. Okay. And she's been. She thinks she's going to get laid off because she's had it's a lot like of time, time off. off sick. Yeah. Um, so she reveals that to the family. That's all coming out. And obviously, we're, we're quite fortunate in this country. That, but that adds another layer to it because that's. A complicated illness which is costs a lot of money to treat. Yeah. Because you know, there's no there's no NHS. So yeah. th- you know, she's got a lot of worries as well. Um Yeah, it's people with problems as in real life. Yeah. Have people with problems. D- a difficult time. Um this is where the point where we find out that it's Thanksgiving because they do a toast they together. Do. Um Deirdre reveals that she doesn't really like her job. She's been in the same job for like twenty eight years or something. Uh, but it's she's an office manager and it's been taken over by the younger people and yeah. technology's coming in and she doesn't really like doing that anymore. Um, then she fills them all in on different friends of hers that have died and who's... I've got an aunt who's got no knees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's all this bad things that are happening to other people she starts telling the girls Pam, about. Pam Hoban's got cancer. Yeah. Bad times. Um, and she's taken on like some Bhutani refu- refugees that are in Scranton that right. she needs to take on board. She's helping them out as well. She's volunteering with them. Um, yeah, so it's 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 just bleak. This movie's just bleak. 
Uh, but she's bought Bridget and Rich as a moving in present. A, yeah, she's bought the Virgin Mary statue. Yes, because they're a religious family and every house should have a Virgin. And she's like, I know you're not religious yourself. I know you're just going to put this in a drawer, but I want you to have it. I, I want, want it to be in, in this, this house. house. Yeah. Um, but I know you're not going to respect it or anything like that. Um, Richard. Is it Richard? Yeah. Richard Jenkins. His character, Eric. That's confusing because does... Stephen Young's character is called Richard. Arthur, yeah. So you're talking about. No, sorry. Eric, Eric, Eric is the, the dad. dad. Yeah. His, he does so much sighing in this movie. <laughs> he does. He does. So much. It's all he, pretty much all he does. He's great in it. Yeah. Um, but it must have been a tough role to film. It's so mopey. Yeah. And I mean, they all clearly, are. Yeah, but he's clearly outwardly depressed. Depressed, yeah. He's not hiding it as well as the yeah. rest of them, maybe. Oh, no, he's not hiding it as well as he thinks he is, which yes. comes up later as a conversation later. Yeah. Um, the only one who's not really badly... Bridget is putting on a brave face trying to entertain in her new place, yeah. but again, it's not working. Um, Amy has to rush off to use the toilet because of her illness. Um, she spend, Amy Schumer spends a lot of time in the toilet in this movie. Um, and re- it's revealed that the, the, to- the bathroom's leaking down the walls down below. And yeah. there's like yellow staining all down the walls. There's also a really noisy person upstairs. Yes, there's a noisy like, person upstairs. I think they say it's like a, an Asian lady yeah. who stomps, stomps around, around, basically. My next note says fucking jump scare from a fucking pigeon. Yeah, pigeon scare. <laughs> Richardson, Richard, fucking hell. Eric is looking out the window and the pigeon just flies off from the windowsill. That scared the shit out of me. I actually nearly ended, yeah, up, yeah. Nearly ended up on my feet. It's a proper jump scare. <laughs> it's a proper jump scare. Um, then he's, he's like, he t- turns to Richard and he's like, oh, I'm worried about the traffic because it's snowing. And Richard's like, I think somebody just emptied an ashtray upstairs. Yeah. Something is dropping from the sky. But it, but the point is you can't see properly because they've got these frosted, frosted windows. windows you can't see out of them yeah um, Amy then makes a phone call while she's still in the bathroom I've written possibly to an ex I think it's to her ex it turns, they, it turns they, out yeah, to her yeah she's a lesbian it turns out they've recently broken up um, and she is not happy she wants to get back with this girlfriend who is also absolutely not having any of it and it, she comes across as really needy on this phone call yeah. and it's not a good look so then when she's finished the phone call she kind of breaks down to her dad and tells him everything that's going on. I thought Amy Schumer was good in this. Scene. I I I've never seen Amy Schumer in a serious role before. I don't think, and I thought she was really good in it as well. Yeah, all the way through. She, she no, was no, she was good in the whole thing, but particularly that this scene. scene, the bit where she she breaks down in front of her dad, and she, I just thought it was a great scene, and she, uh, she explains, you know, oh. Don't, what if I never find someone else? I'm ill. I'm worried about my job. And he's saying comforting things to her. And she says, stop, stop. Don't patronize me. Yeah. Stop telling me these things. <laughs> and he, he starts to walk off. And then she just breaks down again and says, don't stop, really. They felt like real people. They did feel like... You could say that about everybody in this film. I think yeah, everybody yeah. in this film, they all play it like as if it's a real thing. I think the relationship between those two characters is explained why. But I think the chemistry of those two works really well. She's, the favorite she's daughter. clearly the favourite daughter. Yeah. He's clearly the favourite parent. Yeah. They have a they have a different relationship to everybody else in this movie. Uh, but it's explained why later on. Um, and whilst he's comforted her, he tells her about this dream that he had. Um, and it's about a woman who has no face. And this is a recurring dream he keeps having. Yeah. It's um, uh, so a woman and when... I He says, I dream about a woman with her back turned to me. 
and she slowly turns around and I can see that her skin is stretched over her eyes and mouth. Yeah. And his wife, so Deirdre, his wife, imme- immediately starts taking the piss out of her. Yeah. They were, they were all sitting around the table at this point. Yeah. My, the, the grandma's falling, my mother, my mother, I call her grandma. She's yeah. falling asleep. Yeah. But yeah, they do. They all immediately start taking the piss, laughing at him, yeah. joking about with him. Um, and then they all get scared by a noise from upstairs and they have to, and Bridget ex- explains to them, look, the, the floors are really thin and they go upstairs and they start jumping around to explain yeah. how and then how badly you can hear noises. Deirdre says, oh, it's a woman with no face upstairs. Yeah. It's trying to get you. They then talk about Amy's breakup with her boyfriend. Girlfriend. Go, girlfriend, sorry. And they talk about how good Richard is. They talk about, oh, he's like the saviour of this family. He's going to be the new big boyfriend that everybody loves. And Amy then reveals to Bridget, they go off together, don't they? Yeah, they're just having a chat. They're having a girl chat. Yeah. And she says, look, I'm, I need to have this surgery for this thing that I've got. Well, I, don't, I can't remember what it was called. Divert. Divert. Diverticulitis. Okay, so this thing that she's got, she needs to have yeah. a surgery it's like for it. Brock Lesnar had. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, to have a load of colon taken out. Oh dear. Uh, but yeah, she, she needs to have this surgery. Uh, but she hasn't told anybody else yet. She's not revealed it to the rest of the family. She doesn't want to do that at dinner, obviously. But uh, she's telling her sister. She's confiding in her sister. Um, and she's like, nobody's going to want to date me now if I've got half a colon missing and I'm shitting in a bag. No. I'm going to be undateable. I've split up with this girlfriend. It's this is like the end of my life. She's really depressed about it. Um, and then all of a sudden, the light bulb blows up yeah. in the room that they're in and they're plunged into darkness. Um, and then we get a bit of a backstory on Richard because he starts... Uh, Eric, sorry. he tell, He's talking to Richard about basically what he was doing on 9-11. Yeah. And they, this story yeah. comes out. Um, I think that obviously this play was written not long after 9-11. I don't think... Because it was obviously it's twenty years ago now, and I don't think this story set that long ago, that long at, that long after. Right, that makes sense. I feel like yeah, it's I mean, set yeah closer to nine eleven than we're at now. Probably, yeah. I feel like, um, but yeah, he's like with, yeah, I don't know. He's talking about. I don't know how much detail he goes into at this point, but at some point in the movie, he goes into quite a lot of detail. The about story comes together in yeah. several scenes, but we we basically learn at this point one of the reasons he doesn't like coming into the city. Yeah. is that on nine eleven. He bought Amy in. Yeah. She had an interview. She had a job, which is making why, why I'm thinking it's maybe not as long ago as it, because she's yeah. not old enough to have had an interview 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, and he, he bought, yeah, he brought her in, dropped off the job interview. Um, I was going to go. So I don't think her interview was at the World Trade Center. No. But I think it, it was, was close, close by. He was going to go up one of the towers to the observation to the observation deck. Deck. but it didn't open till half past nine but he was yeah they were too so early so in he, a coffee did, shop he didn't go road. up but essentially they were both in the city but on very close to the world trade center yeah. but not together yeah and he, he says it took us hours to find each other yeah. and, and wow well, yeah they were separated by it um, this story is then broken up by all of the women in the film screaming. Another because, jump scare yeah it's another jump scare they're all, they're all running to the room screaming yeah. there's a cockroach the size of a mouse in one of the cupboards. And Richard mentions again, he mentions quite often that the floors are not corked around the bottom of the skirting board. Yeah. So you're going to get things like that. So he's like, I will even buy you some cork, Richard, if you want some cork and get these corked. Um, and then Momo, who was asleep, is now not asleep. And wheelchair's empty. Disappeared. She's yeah. gone off somewhere. Uh, Richard freaks out a little bit. And he's again, like, we've got horror movie tropes. So we're creeping around trying to find out where's this lady gone. Because we've been plunged into darkness still. It's still dark. 
Um, the, the old woman's the, There's a couple of like lanterns yeah. that they've got and fairy lights. And... Yeah, because he's brought them a care package of yeah. things they might need and one's a lantern. Um, so he's like running around the place panicking that this old woman's disappeared and he eventually finds her. She seems to be in some sort of like, like the boiler, boiler room. room. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the end of that storyline. Um, and then um, Deirdre and Bridget have clearly got a strained relationship. Yeah, they're, they're not friendly. They're not as close as Amy and They snipe at each other all the way, all through, way through, through this movie. And there's there's kind of... There's, lo- there's lots of uncomfortable uh, conversations in this movie. But at this point, uh, Deirdre's mother snaps at Bridget. Like, you don't understand how much it costs us to ca- take care of yeah. Mama. Because Bridget, who's been the youngest daughter, sort of a couple of times sort of said, oh, yeah, I could do with a bit of a loan actually to yeah. help me with my music grant that I'm looking for. Yeah. I get my grant through from, because she's a, like a composer. Yeah, she's like worried that. she's going to have to give up her dream and actually get a proper job. job yeah. And then, um, Deirdre kind of bites back at her. It's like, you don't understand how much these things cost. And... Yeah, exactly. And she and said, I think Bridget says, why don't you just get a carer to look after her? Yeah. And she's like, come on. It's $100 a night. Yeah, what you are you want about? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's lots of sniping back and And Bridget digs up mum about her how much she eats and her weight. The weight. There's a lot of like, the, it's very uncomfortable actually, the way they talk to Deirdre about her weight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she says, she digs back something that she ventures up about eating a whole jar of ranch before dinner's ready yeah. and things like that. And the the heartbreak in the woman who played, I can't remember her name, the woman who plays Deirdre, you can see the heartbreak in her She's eyes. She's great. Every time somebody mentions her weight, a heart breaks and, and I you think can see it in her face. Regardless of what we ultimately end up thinking of this movie come the end of this episode, Quite a lot of the time when when you ask me at the end of an episode, what do you want next week? Yeah. On more than one occasion, I've said, I'd love to watch a movie where we, it's just full of good acting. Yeah. And you 100% and, have that. And this movie is full of good acting. This movie is... Everybody is great in this movie. Yeah. I'm not going to give my opinion on the movie yet, but everybody in this movie is great. The performances are top notch. I think her name's Jane somebody. The woman who plays Deirdre is amazing yes yeah, you great. can see she you can see she has a relationship with this character you can see she's played it before yeah. um you can see she's New, very nuanced, for it. Isn't it? yeah she's she acts with her face completely and it's just great um then dinner's ready um richard starts serving up his dinner around it's basically a camping bench they've got like yeah. a Tape, a couple of folding tables and, and folding chairs. Rich has put on a decent spread. He's done well, yeah. He's done. He's got. A, he's got a big ham. He's got all sorts going on. Um, they start saying grace around the dinner table, um, and, and Momo is lucid for a few minutes. Finally, complimentous. Yeah, she's like she's in the room. She's she even says the grace for them, and they're all so surprised. Yeah, they, they decide to do it again. Yeah, let's do grace. They've again. got their grandma back. For yeah, a for few a seconds. few few seconds. She's there. She's completely with it. She's a hundred percent there. Because um, so all the rest of this movie, she just talks gibberish. She's swearing. She's yeah. most screaming. of the time she's not doing anything. Yeah. She's just or in she's the corner silent. doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she says grace twice, um, and then that's it. She's gone. The next thing, she's asleep again. Um, she falls asleep while she's eating her dinner, and she never really comes back. That's the only real time of lucidity in this mm. movie. Um, they start asking Rich some questions about his life and what he would normally be doing. He reveals that he has a trust fund. He's yeah, he's still studying. He's doing like social yeah. care or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. He's he's in his late thirties. He's thirty five. Thirty five. And because uh, someone says, Oh, you're a bit old to still be at school. Yeah, and he's bit. like, It's fine, I've got a trust fund, but it doesn't mature until I'm forty. Yeah, I can't get it. I can't I'm get 40. it until I'm forty. So by the time I'm forty, I'm going to be fine. I'm gonna be yeah. set up, basically. Um so that comes out and it doesn't really go down as well as it should, maybe. Because he's kind of saying, I'm studying now because I'd like to have a kind of a 
therapy type business yeah. or yeah when I'm 40 and I can yeah. afford to do it. He, he mentions that he used to have depression. He used to be depressed. Yeah, he says, I've, I've been set, but he says, I don't mind talking about it. He said, you know, over the last, sort of early, late 20s, early 30s, I, I, t- I had to take, t- I took time out from life because yeah. I was depressed. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and he says, I'm fine now. I've worked really hard, but I was, yeah, I was depressed. And, and, and Eric instantly sort of says, well, I'd never get depressed. Yeah. A bit too quickly. Very too quickly. Uh, religion is my antidepressant, he says. My faith. He does. He says, he says, he says, he says exactly what says, he says. He's clearly the most depressed person in this room. Yeah, by, by a country mile. Um, but he says that he doesn't understand why Bridget and Richard haven't found faith when they put their faith in things like superfoods and blueberries and oh, things like that. He hates the fact that they've got a plate of uh, quinoa on, yeah, the table. on the table. Oh, he hates that. He's like, I can't understand why you find faith in that sort of thing, but you won't find faith in religion. And, yeah. and I'm like, wow, this is quite really deep now. And he's like, and what his line is like, maybe the line of the movie. He says, "If you're so miserable, why do you want to live longer?" Yeah, because <laughs> he's going on about why you eat superfoods to make yourself healthy. Some of the comments to each other in this. Is... I was like, wow, that's like because they they talk about prolonging life by eating superfoods and being healthy. Yeah, he's like. Well, if you're so miserable, why do you want to live longer? I'm like, whoa. And then that causes them all to sit around in silence for a little bit and they're just eating and nobody's saying anything. And Rich is trying to do the right thing. He's clearly uncomfortable. And he sort of says to Bridget, look, why don't you... Because there's been, there's been a few jabbers at Bridget. Why haven't you got a job? Yeah. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and Rich is like, well, play, them, play them your piece of music you've finished. Yeah. You've composed this. It's an orchestral piece. And she's really reluctant. He's, she says, oh, he won't care. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, Rich convinced Bridges to play it, and don't know, they don't, they don't really care. To it. <laughs> they don't care at all. Just it's a nice piece of music. Yeah, it's it's just nonplussed by it. Um, they they all start. And this... she says, "Well, I've worked really hard on this, but I've just put in for another grant, and I'm not confident." And she says something like, "This is the fifth one I've put in for." Yeah. And Dad's reaction is just, "Well, you might have to get a proper job. Go and work in a shop." Yeah. And it just cuts again. It does. It just cutting. cuts away. There's lots of little bickering and arguments, and then suddenly more bulbs start going in the house. There's, I think it starts raining outside, and it's causing yeah. the electrics to short out. There's bulbs start going, and Deirdre actually starts. She's just sitting at the table. She starts laughing because she's like, "Oh, it's the faceless woman coming for yeah. us." And it's another dig at Eric, and everybody's digging at everybody else. Um, Richard and Eric discuss their dreams a little bit more. Yeah, because the, the women go and wash up basically yeah, yeah. and leave the men at the dinner table. Um, Deirdre goes off to the toilet which is upstairs and it's obviously dark in there now um, something spooks her when she gets up there Yeah. Uh, so she doesn't she never pees she <laughs> She comes back but when she's at the top of the stairs she can overhear the other people downstairs basically making fun of her and yeah. her eating problems she's, that she's clearly and got and like chain emails she sends out about yeah. like religious stuff and yeah and, um, and then Rich again some more horror stuff Rich is knocking around in the yeah, I don't wear his boiler room. And somewhere. there's just a horrible, dirty old baby's mattress. And it seems to have come out. And... He's never noticed it before, and it's come out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's like it's leaned up against the across the walkway, and yeah, and he kind of pushes it out of the way, doesn't he? And yeah. it falls over, and he's like scared to touch it. Well, yeah, because it's because it's a and... ringing old mattress. Um, then they decide to play a, their Thanksgiving game that this family play at Thanksgiving, which is basically we've got a pig. So a peppermint pig. Peppermint pig. Not pepper pig. <laughs> it's a shame put, it wasn't pepper pig. They put it in a bag. A yeah. And they have to say, this is what I'm thankful for. And then they smash, smash it. the pig with a hammer. Yeah. And they pass it around. Yeah. 
And Rich is like, okay, it's a bit weird, but... Everybody's got sure, their own weird family traditions. Uh, Bridget chooses this time to tell them that she wants to be cremated when she dies yeah. and that she doesn't want to be buried, which Amy reads, Amy calls her out. She's like, that is a weird thing to say at dinner time. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's a bit strange. Um, and apparently also another Thanksgiving tradition they have is that m- before Momo got ill with whatever she's got, presumably Alzheimer's or something, dementia, she wrote an email to the two girls knowing what was coming. And they read this email out to the girls at Thanksgiving every year. This was a quite powerful. Yeah, email. absolutely. It's so Deirdre reads it out, doesn't it? And it, it doesn't she? And yeah, because Eric couldn't read it. It was too emotional for. Yeah, him. it's basically an email from from the grandma to the two sisters saying, "Look, I know I'm becoming ill. Yeah, uh, and but I don't want you to. I don't want you to worry." And she says that what I've learned is that there is nothing in life that's worth really getting worked up about. Yeah. Then she, I think she gives the example of I, I used to hate getting up and dancing at weddings or I was really scared. And she says, well, compared to now, me yeah, starting feels, to get ill and basically losing my mind. Feels stupid and I, redundant. I don't know why I'm worried about, about stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and and she says, yeah, don't, do more dancing, be do, do, do less drinking and be nice to people, Yeah. basically. And none of these people are nice to each other. <laughs> Just for now there. Um, dinner's over they decide that Eric should probably stop drinking because he's gonna needs to drive home yeah so they go yeah. they separate do different things so Amy yeah. goes and calls a cab Rich and Bridget are clearing up Eric's going off doing whatever he's doing yeah um, Eric, Amy's like oh I'll call you guys a cab so Eric dad can keep on drinking yeah that's because they're friendly um, but Deirdre's not having that she's and, she's very unhappy that he's Drunk. got himself in this yeah, he's, he's not drunk, drunk. he's yeah, not but drunk he's not. but he's on very much on the way yeah. to being drunk um deirdre ends up getting left alone sitting at the table just and just cries yeah. when when she's in the room on her own she just starts crying uh, it's really painful to watch it's really difficult to watch that um but then amy comes back in she's like right i've ordered you a car dad can keep on drinking mom you can start drinking if you want to um and and uh she uh, Didri says, well, well, I can't believe you've had this much to drink. Yeah. And he's, uh, Eric just turns around and... Oh, Rich brings the cakes out, the dessert. Yeah. And Eric just turns around and Didri's saying, oh, I don't know which one to have. Yeah, they all which... look so nice. I don't know which one to have. It's being polite, basically. And Eric just goes, well, you'll have the one with the most icing on you, fat bitch, basically. Basically, yeah. And then she so she decides to not have anything. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking again because you can see, you can see it, it on her face. face. Yeah, yeah. But she's absolutely devastated by what he's just said to her. And it's really, it's really quite an emotional scene. Or well, there's a couple of emotional scenes. Um, she then says, right, I'm going to take, before we go, I'm going to take Momo upstairs to use a toilet, whatever, get ready, get ready to go. So she goes out of the back door, up the elevator around. So she's back upstairs again on her own with Momo. And whilst she's up there, Eric starts telling the girls the truth about what's going on here. Um, because he's like, I've probably lost my job. Well, I have lost my job. I've probably lost my pension. Um, because I had an affair with a teacher at the school. Well, he works at Catholic school. school. He's a custodian at a Catholic yeah. school. So he's like, he had an affair with a teacher at the school. And he says, we've is, got a morality code that we all sign up yeah, for. Yeah, which you're obviously not allowed to shag each other. Yeah. Um, which he has done. So he's lost his job and he's going to lose his pension. Um, he says they're going to have to sell the house. They're going to have to sell the house just and the lake house just, to, just pay to pay for the, the carers. The carers and... um, but me and your mum are good. We've worked through it. We're fine. Nobody's unhappy, is what he says. Clearly, everybody's unhappy. Um, he's got a job at a Walmart. He's uh, being a greeter at a Walmart. Yeah. 
Um, the girls obviously had no idea about any of this. They're like, what the hell? I can't believe you cheated on mum. Amy's a bit more forgiving than yeah. Bridget is. Like, have you got any savings? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so they're going to have to sell the lake house or they have sold the lake house. They're going to have to sell their house and buy a, co- a con- condo, yep. not a condom. Um, and Eric's trying to justify it again. Well, it'll be a lot easier on one floor because with the wheelchair and... Yeah. Um, Deirdre can hear this all going on upstairs because she's waiting outside the toilet. Um, and Bridget, I think it's Bridget says, I can see the mum's unhappy because she's clearly eating her feelings. Yeah. And it's another dig at her weight. And it's like, I find it really hard to watch these scenes, some of them. Um, and then all of a sudden, Momo starts freaking out. She's like losing her mind. She's shouting, just screaming, scram, swearing. Screaming. So the girls go after. Deirdre has to calm her down. He's Eric calms her calm down. Deirdre's run off somewhere. She's yeah. gone off. So Eric said, go and look after your mother. I'll look after my mother. Uh, but yeah, you look at, yeah. Everybody's going off, running after trying to find each other, basically. And, and then all we've got is this sequence, again, of, of, Looking at peeling walls, yeah, bubbling house noises, pipes, but you can still hear Momo in the background screaming and yeah. swearing and saying "fucking bitch." Blah, blah, blah. It's horrible. It's, it's a horrible <laughs> montage. It's a really horrible montage. Um, Bridget goes up onto the roof of the building. Yeah, and with Rich, Rich, with Rich, just to cry, just to cry. Basically, they sort of lie down together yeah. on the roof. Um, and you Amy, can see the city. Yeah, it's Isn't a really it? grim black backdrop of New York. It never, New York never looks good in this movie. Um, Amy leaves. She's like, I'm going to go for a walk around the block, wait for the cab to turn up because I can't be here anymore. And Eric has a bit of a revelation. He does. Put, starts to put he things starts together. Starts to put things together. So he kind of realizes that the, the faceless woman he sees in his dreams is a body he saw on 9-11, it's, I guess. Or, yeah, someone who was carried past him, past him covered in ash. Yeah. And the he's, ash he's was covered He says... Yeah, I remember. I couldn't. It was like her, her features were all and merged into one. Stops. Yeah. yeah, and he realizes he, he realizes the dream exactly he's what he's been, what he's been seeing. Uh, and he was he, he was so he thinks he was so close to losing Amy because yeah. they were separated and yeah. for hours and hours and it's, in it's that chaos clearly affected him a lot more than he realizes. Yeah. Um, and he hears a noise downstairs, so he leaves and goes downstairs on his own. This house is still in complete darkness. There's still no lights on anywhere. Uh, something's fallen over in the kitchen so now you've got like a some people upstairs some people downstairs and amy comes back she's like right the taxi's here we just hear her say cab's here cab's here we i'll take my mom down yeah and deirdre dad meet me is down there so at this point now eric is all alone in this flat we well, sent back in he's yeah, about he, to go out and he, and deirdre says no can you go and get the pan, pan we bought yeah, and something else some things we've left here yeah. um and he's there all alone. And then all of a sudden, all of the lights go out. Yeah, the last bulb goes. And we get, there's a really Power nice, goes. really nice shot, isn't there, at this point where it's clearly what the play is because you can see both stories of the apartment. Yeah. So you can see him downstairs in one bottom corner of your screen. On the dining table. And with the dining table. But you can see the spiral staircase leading up to the upstairs. And I assume that's the set of the play. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's really pretty. Well, guys, it's not pretty, but it's beautiful how it's shot. It's good framing, but this guy's starting to have a panic attack. So yeah, he's stumbling around. He can hear noises. He can yeah. basically hear noises of 9-11. He's stumbling around the apartment, hearing these crashes and bangs and noises. He's only got this lantern that he's got. Um, he tries the fuse box. Nothing's happening with the fuse box. Um, he has a phone he's, vibrating he's, at one point. Yeah, he's panting, he's sighing. This guy, the walls are closing in on him. Yeah, basically. And then he hears this massive loud noise downstairs. And um, we actually see the walls bubble. 
Yes, we do. Yeah, it's like, like start to peel and bubble. And yeah, it's horrible. Like and it's so shifting. loud. It's got really loud all of a sudden because you can hear all these noises in his yeah. head. And he starts breaking down. He basically just loses his mind a little yeah. bit. And he, he he sits down at the table and he's just crying in the dark at the table. Um, and then Bridget comes in and says, "Come on, Dad, we need to go. I'll take you to. I'm going to come with you to the sub. I'll go come to the subway as far as I can." Yeah, Amy shouts up. Hurry up, the car keeps circling. Yeah. And you've got... So you've got the downstairs door propped open. Yeah. So that's casting light. Dad's sitting in the... Dark. In the... Well, in the dining room with this little lantern on. And then Bridget enters the door at the top. Top, yeah. And it's all just framed, it's, as yeah, you say, as it would be on as, stage. As it would be on stage. And she just says, I'm going to come with you to the subway. I'll come in the cab with you, put you on the train, and, and I'll, I'll come get, back. Come back on the tube, yeah. And so he just pulls himself together, dries his eyes walks out of the door and the door slowly closes behind him yeah and the movie ends yeah yeah <laughs> it was, yeah his trauma from was 9-11 i guess yeah. what did you think i mean it's a difficult one this one in more ways than one there's a couple of things there a couple of important questions yeah did i enjoy watching this i don't think so no Am I supposed to enjoy it? No. Am I glad I watched it? Yes. <laughs> There's some fantastic performances. Uh, this is a good film. This is a really good film. It's a yeah, it is. It's a, it's a good film that isn't supposed to be enjoyed. This it's is an experience. This yeah, this is a basically the, the story of how nine eleven affected New Yorkers. Yeah. Condensed right down into one family then into one person and it's really affecting and it's it's a really difficult watch there's parts of this where i was like i can't enjoy this movie because this is so grim and horrible yeah. some of the some of the things that are said to that uh, that lady are just horrendous it's it's, it's the trauma from 9-11 but it's also like we said at the start how, difficult, how living in a post 9-11 world how and, difficult life is yeah because things are expensive and people get ill and um, you accidentally have an affair and <laughs> yeah people get sick of jobs and and you you don't know what secrets people are holding on to no potentially even you know your own your, family your own family yeah. and I, I do see it as a horror movie yeah i think you're right with, I think with the horrors being I've life messed up the world is. <laughs> yeah the world is a mess 9-11 was a, a horror. Because there are so many. There are the jump scares. There's the, you know, the creaky floorboards. The, uh, there's so many horror tropes yeah. in this. And it's a, it's a really interesting way of using tropes like that from a different genre. To tell what is just a... To tell a horror story, It's just a stage play. It's yeah. a family drama. Drama. I genuinely thought when when he was at the end of this movie when he's walking around this apartment and there's so much noise the noise of 9/11 is happening around yeah. him I genuinely thought the whole thing was just going to collapse in on him Yeah like, something like that and the yeah. uh, the movie had ended like that yeah. and it obviously was all in his head but yeah. the the collapse the the world just collapsing in on him basically is how I thought this was going So I don't feel like I did wonder if this would end with him just lying in a gibbering wreck on the floor Yeah and that's pan out and this guy's just, just gone, gone. Yeah, yeah he's lost his mind and it doesn't pay off like that so when it first finished I was like I'm disappointed with how that's ended but the more I've had to think about it and the, how we've talked through it now you kind of get why they didn't go there I guess yeah. um, I can't this is a good movie 
but you cannot nobody could say i have sat and enjoyed this movie it's it's, a, it's one of the hardest watches this is a good movie that i never want to see again yeah absolutely it's so tough to watch the the way they talk to the mother in that family is so hard it's she oh, plays she, that she, so perfectly. She, she lays a few in on other people. Oh, she does Especially as well. Especially with yeah, Bridget. She, yeah, she's horrible she, to Bridget. They're all horrible people. Yeah. There's no nice people in this movie. Richard, maybe. I think Amy's but okay. But Amy's she's, okay. She's but a bit... She's the spoiled one, isn't she? Yes, right. exactly. And she's the one... She's the favourite. And If, if I'm going to criticise, I do think Stephen Young's a bit shortchanged in this movie. Yes. There's not... Rich gets the least to do. Not yeah. he doesn't get the least to do. Mama gets the least to do. But his, I feel her character is is giving more to the. Yeah, I guess he's story. like the representation of the audience, isn't he? He's coming he's, into he's this the family. Outsider. He's yeah. coming into this family from the outside and witnessing these people. All of them have issues. None of them have worked out their issues. Obviously, yeah. they're, they're none of, they don't have a great relationship with each other. None of them, except for Amy and Eric, and he's seeing that from the outside and trying to bring something into this family he cooks them a nice meal he treats them he's nice to all of them and yeah i guess he is a little bit shortchanged in it but i don't know they're all great all six people in this movie are brilliant yeah yeah i think jane i've just looked up her name i've lost it again jane howdy show i think yeah she is the standout yeah she is but you can tell that she's had this relationship with this character for longer than the rest of them but all of them are great in it. Even Amy Schumer's great in this. Yeah, she's good. She's really good. I've never seen her. I don't know if she does serious. I've never seen her do it before. Um, but yeah. I wouldn't recommend this film to people. No, I don't I want anybody else to watch it. <laughs> I think I, that's, just... that's the sort of paradox of it. Yeah. It's a good film I wouldn't recommend to anyone. Yeah. I wouldn't either. I don't want I don't want anybody to go out and watch this movie because... Because I don't think you'll have a good time. I don't. I don't think you'll have a good time. It isn't what you're there to watch movies for. However, if I saw a performance of it on stage, I think I'd go and see it. Oh, because... I think, but I was thinking about this. So can you 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 imagine that though? You've got maybe it's different now because we know what this thing is, but it's like you'd come out and you'd be moved and but I'd be like, fuck me, that's depressed me. <laughs> yeah. Especially, imagine, Even, especially when it's intimate on stage, and the you could like the atmosphere would be crackling around the theatre in New York as well, and all these people who are going to have all these New Yorkers. I imagine this is why this is such an award-winning film. I guess it's because this is a story that every New Yorker can relate to of a certain age, mm. and I imagine that's why it did so well on Broadway because everybody in New York has gone through this exact same situation that Richard Jenkins is going through in this movie, and I imagine that's why it's done really well and it's it must be more affecting for a new yorker to watch this film than anybody i mean we were all affected by 9-11 but the way new york has handled it is what this movie's about new york is a character in this movie but although maybe not a good guy well, well new york's always going the good back guy, to the horror it's arguably the monster it yeah, is it yeah is the, the new york is the monster of this yeah. movie and the apartment is the monster of this movie or the the apartment's kind of the personification of this monster of new york isn't yeah. it and how New York affects people, and but whereas New York's always the good guy in a movie, New York's everybody is always like, "Oh, I'm in New York; it's amazing," and it is an amazing place. But yeah, it's definitely the bad guy in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best thing about it? It's, it's the acting. It's the, it's, it's the best ensemble acting we've ever seen on the show. Wow, that's across, a great across the cast. Yeah, as in. I can't, 
pound for pound performance match by performance. That's a big same. I'm certainly not going to argue that with you. It's, I would I'm right there with you, definitely. Some of the... Yeah, well, you can't pick one over the others. I think Jane Howdy Shell obviously is the best, but... She, she is you, the best. You, but Jenkins yeah. is fantastic. They're all fantastic. And the... Yeah. Saying one's the best doesn't take anything away from the rest of them is what I'm trying to say, I think. What would you change about it? Is it too flippant to say I don't... I, not watch it? I mean, <laughs> like... Don't no, I it. don't... Please don't make it. No, 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 no. No, that's wrong. It's just... I don't know what you change because it would, it loses its impact. Yeah, I think I've never seen a movie like this. There's no story here. There's no action pieces. There's no set pieces. There's nothing here other than a family having Thanksgiving together. That's all this movie is. And I've never seen anything like it before. Am and I almost maybe surprised that it's got the movie treatment? Because it is it's so clearly a play. It's clearly a play. a play that's just been put on. Uh, the, the, the adapting of that screenplay is not difficult i wouldn't have thought i imagine there's not a lot different between the two the set is the same i would think it's not that it's it's not that it's not that the screenplay is not difficult to adapt but i think it's more the fact that what you have to rely on this movie is it's those in between shots yeah. it's those atmosphere creating shots to yeah to to up the uncomfortableness and the forebodingness so yeah. I, I think that not having seen the play, I presume that one of the differences is that the the and the they've upped the ante of the character of the, the building itself, yeah. for the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a tough, it's a really tough watch. When you say we've said it before, this movie's hard to watch. This movie's hard to watch. There's there's bits of this movie that are horrible, but like you said earlier, I'm glad I've seen it. Yeah, I, but I'm never gonna watch it again. No. <laughs> no. No. Right, that means we're not watching to... this for a fun night. No, this, this is... is the antithesis of a pizza and a magnum movie. Yeah, absolutely. This is a Tuesday night movie. That means we need to talk stream table. Do you want me to read through the whole thing? Beans, we've had a few weeks off and it's sure. been a while. So currently at number seven this is the eighth movie of this season. Currently at number seven is Buddy Games. Number six is Freaks, you're one of us. Number five is Mercy. Number four is Sweet Girl. Number three is Catty Catty. Number two is Don't Listen. And number one is Against the Ice. This is going to be tough to put into this stream table. I don't think it's that tough. Do you not? No. Why? I think it's the best movie we've seen this season. (laughs) In in terms of movie. (laughs) It's the best movie we've seen this season. Yeah. That's not necessarily what the stream table is, though. I, I would guarantee you it's not staying there. Because... Because we'll go... Yeah, let's just get it off the board. No, no. <laughs> because it's not enjoyable enough to be the best movie this season. No. That would be my argument against putting it at the top, I think. Because the one thing we always do is, or oh, if I could compare these two movies, which one am I watching again? And even against Buddy Games, I don't think I'd watch it again. <laughs> so I'd, it will I'd, lose I'd every one of, more than Buddy Games. It will lose every one of those battles this season. But then you've got, but then you've I got think the performances the... are that good and this is this is that well constructed that it I just think it's better than anything else we've seen. What what's your gut telling you? I genuinely I don't have a gut with this movie. I mean it's so grim, it's so horrible, it's nasty. 
um, but it's also excellent, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's a really tough movie to to rank against anything else because it's so different to everything else as well. I can't argue against it going to number one. I don't want it to go to number one, but at the same time, I can't argue against it. I think because I don't ever want to even think about it again. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you if you are comparing it with Katy Katy, don't listen to against the odds. I don't think they're strong enough to no. go. Oh, I'd even to make the fun argument because yeah. against the odds yeah, isn't a fun film. And certainly a, the the catty catty and don't listen you can't make that argument yeah you maybe could with against the ice there's the again how do you compare those two yeah. movies but i can't argue not to put it number one so i'm not going to okay so i would be but like i would said, be gobsmacked for this state at number one because we'll uh, we, we, we will we, get at least one probably more films that we will go look let's look at the whole package yeah we it was good and we enjoyed it yeah whereas I think with Against the Ice, go back and listen to the episode, we felt it had a lot of flaws. Yeah. So did Don't Listen. So did Katty Katty. Yeah. But they were good movies. Yeah. This is a good movie with good actors that I don't want to watch again. <laughs> but, but at, at the minute... Certainly not going to forget anytime soon. Yeah, at That's the minute, sure. I think it's... I think it's the right place to put it. Yeah. At the top. Okay. I, I when we did Catty Catty, I thought it'd stay around the top for a long time, and it's already fourth now. It's mid table, yeah. and I guess that's the the credit to to uh, Robin and how the movies he's picking this season for us. Top, yeah. Why is it called the Humans? Because they're all human. Yeah, but you can say that about every movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because humans human, are it's the human. Humans are messed up. Yeah, I think that's what it is, isn't it? It's the human beings being yeah <laughs> right we should also know if you do want to watch the humans oh it, at yes. least on netflix you've only got a month to watch it you've got to do it before the end of august 2023 because yeah. it is leaving on the 27th i think it's leaving like netflix i'm assuming it's going somewhere else yeah. i don't know where it's going it's um, that critically acclaimed it's surely it will somebody's be gonna somewhere yeah. yeah i think it was made by hbo or showcase it's, it's a tv movie i okay. think so it's not a netflix original so I'm, unless it's going back onto one of their yeah. streamers. It, it, equally, given some of the deals that Netflix are putting together with streamers like HBO, it may, it may turn come back, back on at Netflix. Some point. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you've got, as of time of recording, about 24 days to watch this. Time of release would be less than that. <laughs> it's like a week away. Right, next week's movie. Sure. Um, nobody's played a wild card yet this season. No. So let's change that. Oh, amazing. I'm going to play my wild card. I'm going to open up. Oh, you've never gone first. I've never gone you? first. I'm going to open up the wild card race for this season. Very excited. Wild card. I picked a movie. It's a recent movie. Okay. It's very different to my last pick, which was not a recent movie. <laughs> and it's from 2022. And it's not English. It's actually from Hong Kong. Oh, lovely. It's Cantonese. Brilliant. Um, it's called Warriors of the Future. No, it's not. It's called Warriors of Future. Warriors of Future. Warriors of Future. Came out in 2022. Um, I, but before you tell me anything about it, yeah. I'm already sold just on the title. <laughs> okay. Um, it's probably a little bit out of type for me as well. It's an action-adventure sci-fi thriller. Lovely. Do you want a synopsis? I, I'm assuming there's some sort of time travel type thing to it. Mm. <laughs> or... or... What do you think it's about then? Give me what... Just Ta by the title. Time-travelling ninjas, martial artists. Okay. 
I think you're going to be surprised by this synopsis. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah. The synopsis says, A meteorite brings an extraterrestrial life to the Earth. When powerful alien creatures threaten humanity, Commander Sing Li's elite forces are almost wiped out, and the surviving soldier, Liao Tai Liao, discovers an even bigger conspiracy. Brilliant. Would you like to see the poster? Yes, please. I, I can't take <laughs> can't it tell in. what it is. I literally can't take <laughs> it's it. It's just in. colours. Yeah. It's basically just colours. Just possibly some robots. Um, it's rated at five point six out of ten on IMDb. Oh, wow. But I did watch the trailer. Trailer. <laughs> I love it. I watched the trailer earlier today, and it's epic. Amazing. So, I figured I don't usually do well in the wild card race, so let's go completely against my genres that I normally pick. So I normally pick crazy horror movies or silly movies. Yeah, I've gone. Let's go Chinese action movie. Brilliant. Why it. not? So I've done that. So I've opened up the wildcard race for this season. So whatever happens at some point, I'll be winning the wildcard race this season. <laughs> um, so yeah, go out and watch Warriors of Future. I sound like my bag. I'm assume that's a translation. Um, Warriors of Future. And then come back. No. And then go and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at B-O-T-S underscore podcast is the username for that um after you've done all that check out our i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> website our website is bottom of the stream our email address is bottom of the stream at gmail.com and our website is bottom of the stream.com on the website you'll find every episode we've ever recorded loads of cool stuff all of the stream tables and you can even get some merch if you want to buy a bottom of the stream light bulb light bulb yeah. light bulb yeah. okay because you need them in new york apartments yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then when you've done that, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. On there for five English pounds a month, you will get early access to the movie show episodes. You will get the occasional bonus episodes. You will get a poster that is ready to go. I've got envelopes and everything now. Amazing. Um, So they're going out ASAP. You will get loads of other cool stuff. It's just a really cool thing to be, isn't it? Of course it is. And it's only five quid a month. So why would you not do it? The one thing I'm forgetting is a wild card, which I've just played. Yeah. You get a wild card. So you can pick a movie for the week. And we'll, if you win, if you get the best one, we'll give you a prize at the end of the season. Absolutely. And then when you've done all of that, head into the Discord. The Discord is a wonderful group of wonderful people who will talk to you about literally anything we get talked about in the Discord. Um, it's no holds barred. No holds barred. Loads of cool stuff. Loads of cool people. And we do a watch along where we watch a movie together every the first Sunday of every month. And you've just missed this month's, but next month's is lined up and ready to go. Exactly. The Discord link will be in the bottom of the show notes. If you can spare a few minutes, please consider leaving us a review and rating anywhere you can review and rate podcasts because it really helps get the word out about bottom of the stream and helps us make more friends, more listeners. And we like that. We do. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. All about making new friends. Yeah. Uh, You can find us anywhere you can find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Podbean, all the others. Loads of them. Yeah. And if we're not on one of them, let us know and we'll get on it. Yeah. Come and find us. Come and find us. And say hi. Yeah. We're we're friendly guys. Of course we are. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. (laughs) So when you've done all of that, go out and watch Warriors of Future. And we'll be back on Monday for The Wave and next Thursday for the movie show. Cheers. Bye.